0: hello everyone and welcome back to knights of library i am Ryan knight and i am bow knight and we want to wish everyone a happy holidays merry christmas
1: whatever else you celebrate
0: and hanukkah
1: kwanzaa so there's that's probably right
0: more oh there's probably tons more and whatever it is you're celebrating that's great and we want to wish you a happy one of those um and for our uh, sort of Christmas special, if you will, uh, we are going to be taking a look at "It's a Wonderful Wife." That's W I F E, not life like the movie. I'm sure everybody knows. So
1: I don't know if everybody knows that. I think we know that. Well, because I've maybe. asked people like, if it's like a Christmas tradition to watch that, and I haven't, and nobody, people usually don't know what I'm talking about. At least people really? my age.
0: Oh well, okay, yeah, that movie's pretty old, so. Um, But this book is not. So this book, It's a Wonderful Wife, came out uh, in 2020, and it's written by Camille Pagan, and it's narrated by Amy McFadden. Um, uh, We listened to this on Audible, and it is free on Audible uh, with your Prime membership. I don't know if it will stay that
1: way, but currently that it is right now. I think it is. I think it's like an actual Audible original. It is. And yeah, most just, of those are been, have been staying free now right. with the new system.
0: So let's get into this one. So I would say, so like Camille Pagan, I think she's known for kind of writing these like sort of like this. Uh, books like a uh, romantic fiction type of thing but i don't really know i don't know any of her other work looks like she has about seven books on audible people could purchase so um so let's see with that uh this one's pretty short it comes in right under two hours so a pretty short story
1: yeah, it's super duper short. I feel I picked that one on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, to let everybody know I picked this one just completely at random. I'm usually not a big fan of like any Christmas media stuff. I don't know why. I guess I'm just a, a Grinch. Except for that movie. That movie's actually good. <laughs> but yeah, I usually don't like Christmas stuff, so I just picked one at random and this is the one I landed on. And I honestly picked it because I thought it said it's a wonderful life.
0: <laughs> yeah. We went back and forth on that quite a bit because you kept saying it's a wonderful life, and I was like, that's not what no, it I says. No, I didn't. I texted says... you wife. <laughs> you texted me life. I'm 99% sure. <laughs> either way, I
1: think
0: so. I know we went back and forth on it because you you texted me it's a wonderful life, and I was like, I don't see that on here because I kept looking for it's a wonderful life and I couldn't find it. Um, either way, I, I wanted to do it's uh, a Christmas Carol. Which, for anybody wondering, is also free. And there's also like 35 different versions to choose from, I think. So.
1: Yeah, I, I did text you, wife, by the way, in the first text. Okay. I read Because um. I, I was confused too. I, I like pulled it up on my phone and I was like, I don't see it's a wonderful life. But yes, yeah, so this is supposed to be based on that. But I don't know. I guess I don't know the movie well enough to even say.
0: Yeah, so is it... I guess we could talk about it a little bit once we get past the spoiler wall because I don't feel like it is based... I mean, I guess that they share a kind of similar plot. You know, kind of. Um, So what did you think about Amy McFadden as the narrator?
1: I think she's fine. It's okay. I I
0: thought she did pretty good, actually. I thought thought yeah she was fine like i don't think she she didn't take away from the story at all that's for sure
1: yeah and yeah i mean yeah i think she did fine like with what she, like she does a decent job of like doing different characters and mm-hmm. doing a pretty good job of like who's talking
0: yeah i thought so um, so what would you call the genre of this book? Uh, weirdly enough, in the categories on Audible, it says it's under anthologies and short stories, which is weird. Huh. Because it's definitely – it It itself is a short story, but my idea of an anthology would be a collection of short stories in one book.
1: Yeah, why is it an anthology? I, that doesn't really yeah, make sense. It's, I, like a, it's like a – it's like a – slice of life slash time travel kind of thing yeah
0: yeah it's got a little bit of that in it i mean it's it's just kind of a like a fiction story basically a fiction christmas story so
1: yeah um but christmas isn't like a genre is it i
0: don't think so it takes place around christmas time how about that um i mean
1: because i was i was kind of wondering because like i feel like that when something is it's like set at christmas time i feel like there's a lot of stuff you kind of expect
0: sure well this this story kind of pivots around christmas is the only i mean that's like the only part about it so um so what do you think easy to follow yeah super easy (laughs) i agree i thought it was super easy to follow and i thought it was very very easy to listen to i thought it was
1: a uh Thought it was pretty yeah, well Yeah, and it it's really short, so it goes by quick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we want to go into recommendations for this one.
1: Uh, yeah, you go ahead. Go first. Okay.
0: Um, I I liked this one actually.
1: I really? Okay.
0: It. I did. I I even laughed out loud once during it, which is a surprise for me. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like this one, and I think um, for a short kind of Christmassy story, I thought that it did a – I thought it told a pretty decent story in the amount of time it was given. Like, a, you know,
1: I thought it was good. I don't want to say I liked it. I don't think this is something I would really ever want to listen to, like, on my own. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just, like, the Christmas part of it, but, like, I feel like the story doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't really enjoy this one a whole lot.
0: Really? I I, mean, I thought it was pretty good for what it is. Um without getting hopefully without getting, you know, shouted down, if if I could say this for a book, this is sort of like a chick flick type book. I mean mm, I think, right. I mean I think that's sort of the target for this one is that it's you know, the lead character is a female and she's dealing with some things like like uh problems with her husband and and you know uh maybe falling in love with another man like types of things that you know are normally in like a chick flick type of story so
1: yeah it is it is very like what is that called like light, the lifetime network i feel like this is where this belongs
0: yeah that's i think so i think that's a fair assessment of it um but i thought it, i thought it was good so i guess there you go anybody who's who's wondering you pretty much got split decision here i think it's good and i would recommend it because of how short it is it's free and i think it's pretty decent you know kind of feel good story um it gets pretty depressing pretty quickly early on but i think it turns around okay so
1: and i guess we'll get into it but that's like my main issue with it
0: <laughs> okay. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and pass the spoiler wall real quick and we'll just kind of talk about the story. So, yeah, uh, for anybody who doesn't want it spoiled yet, go ahead and go listen to it and then come back and hear what we have to say about it.
1: So, yeah, It's a Wonderful Wife is about I don't what's her name? I can't remember. Bailey. Yeah, Miss Bailey. She owns a cannery like that her parents died and left her and this, like, it's picking up, like, right before they are sending everybody home from work for Christmas break, basically. For two weeks. And,
0: they shut down yeah. for two weeks, which is pretty impressive.
1: That <laughs> is a long time. And, like, almost immediately, Bailey gets, about, like, news that her aunt had basically, like, embezzled a bunch of money, right? And lost, like, 200000 Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I still I, I, don't quite understand what her aunt did like she d-
1: took d- the dude, money this is, what, and this, was... this is like this is immediately i'm like wait a minute what like how did she have access to so <clears throat> and they do kind of explain this away but it's like how does she have access to so much money so quickly without her noticing it's like the thing that doesn't make any sense to me yeah like that's a lot of money to just be throwing around and don't care who you are exactly
0: yeah, so her aunt losing all this money basically puts Bailey in a situation where she probably won't even be able to make the final payroll of the year for all her employees, which basically means she'll have to shut her cannery down, um, which right, is a huge deal because.
1: like, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just probably going to say the same thing you were. It's a big deal because the cannery employs most of the town they live in.
1: Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like the cannery is like the lifeblood of like this tiny town that's basically all that's there. And most of the people who live in the town work at the cannery. Right. And it's got that
0: very like – I think that's what she was trying to build when she kind of built this idea is that the town is very like – it's small to the point where, you know, most people like grow up there and then they go work like at this cannery like they don't most people don't leave the town. Right. Um, so then shortly after uh, Bailey gets this news, she calls her best friend and gets a has a weird conversation with her best friend on the phone. So then she leaves leaves to head home early because now she's all depressed and we get a little bit of background like a little bit of inner monologue she's talking about like kind of basically how shitty her husband is it sounds like um
1: and i didn't understand like why did he not have a job or did he have a job i didn't really get it it's like, no, he he so no he doesn't lazy?
0: he doesn't have a job because his uh what was it his dad or something died and left him and his brother like a huge inheritance
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, so her husband doesn't work. He's like a, he just kind of hangs out at the house and doesn't really do anything because he has all this money stashed away in an account that she doesn't have access to, <laughs> which is super bizarre.
1: Um, it is kind of bizarre. They've been married a long time, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they're, they were like high school sweethearts and got married like right out of high school. Um, but her, his brother um, is her neighbor. This will come up a little bit later. But his brother is her neighbor, like, right next door. And he works at the cannery because he blew all the money in his inheritance on, like, gambling. Right. And uh, he's, like, a piece of shit, too. Like, I don't know. It's really, like, not painting. It really kind of paints everybody but her with this brush stroke of, like... They're bad people.
1: <laughs> like, and, and dude, that's another issue I have with this. It's like, okay, why why was she so like happily married to this man if he sucks?
0: Yeah, for a long time. I don't know, man. And it I, I it mean, didn't really
1: make sense. I feel like it didn't make sense.
0: That might not be an uncommon thing for people who like get married right out of high school and don't know anything different. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess. So either way, this poor girl, Bailey, at this point, we find out that she has a little bit of inner talk, you know, about, oh, and I forgot to mention, it's almost, what is this, like the day before Christmas Eve, or it is Christmas Eve, right?
1: I I think it is Christmas Eve.
0: I think it is Christmas Eve because this is also the anniversary of her parents' death. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like literally the worst day ever. Right. And uh, her parents died in like a car accident uh, a long time ago. So, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty messed up. So now she it's like a scar on her Christmas Eve every year. Um, so at this point in the story, you're wondering, you're like, man, how could this get any worse for this poor Bailey girl? Uh, well, and it, it can. <laughs> yeah. um, so she comes home and she finds uh, her best friend and her husband having sex. So. You're like,
1: yeah, and she sprays them with a fire extinguisher,
0: which I thought was hilarious. I thought that was funny.
1: That's pretty funny.
0: I mean, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So now you're really like, damn, this girl's this girl's life is just jacked.
1: Um, So, yeah, then Bailey, like, immediately goes to, like, the local bar, right, and just gets tanked.
0: yeah. Yeah, she gets, like, wasted. Um, and then she meets this guy. I can't remember his name now off the top of my head. Um, I'm not going to be able to help you. <laughs> no. So she meets this guy that was uh, she went to school with. Uh, she didn't really know him very well. Um,
1: yeah. Which is another huge issue I take with this story
0: a bit. Yeah. Like
1: there's it's like <laughs> the end of it is like way too neat. It makes no sense.
0: I agree. But we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, him and her start kind of chatting it up, you know, getting, you know, uh, talking to each other and whatnot. And he's, he's kind of trying, like, they kind of try to, like, make it seem like maybe he's being kind of sleazy by, like, asking her if she wants to leave the bar. But apparently he's, he is just the, the, uh, you know, knight in shining armor if you will and can do no wrong we'll find out um, so he ends up uh, she like leaves the bar right and she just is like wandering around drunk because she doesn't know what else to do at this point because she's got to close her basically her life is ruined is, is what's going on um, <clears throat> he ends up picking her up and taking her to his house and being like look I just want to make sure you're safe you sleep on my couch please <clears throat> and well, she um uh, go ahead
1: she will she like doesn't she, she like talks to him for a minute and like before she goes to bed doesn't she like wish she'd never been born yes correct
0: and then so she ends up this is where i think the very because if i remember right in it's a wonderful life which is mentioned in this book in the beginning by the way so it obviously draws a lot of inspiration from that movie. Um, she, I think this was kind of where the, it kind of ties together because in a, it's a wonderful life. Isn't it a, isn't he going to kill himself or something like that? And then he's shown yeah. like everything that would have happened if he killed himself. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think he actually does like, tw- like jump off the bridge, doesn't he? And the angel guy stops him and like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like it, it makes a lot more sense in that movie because, like, there had been no weird anything until this point. Correct. Um.
0: So then
1: she wakes up,
0: and this dude's house that she's at, it looks completely different. Like, he had, like, moving boxes and stuff everywhere, because he was, like, just moving back to town. Um, but now none of that's there. So she goes and she leaves and she's walking home because her car is still at the bar and the bartender has her keys. Um, so when she's walking back, she walks like past her cannery. Right. And it's like run down and like the windows are broken and the sign is gone off of it. Right. So she thinks she's like, wow, word must've got out to my, uh, employees and they already ruined the place. Um, but outside is a lady who works at the cannery begging for money, which this part really pissed me off. Um, just because I <laughs> the lady's like if you have money, I have stories for you. And she yeah, gives her What? Yeah. And then she gives her money like it's a fucking like she's just puts a quarter in a machine. But then yeah, the lady's like, it's like
1: a freaking fortune teller machine. Like what, who acts like that? Nobody. No.
0: Yeah. But then she gives the lady money and the lady's like. Nope, I'm all out of stories for the day.
1: <laughs> it's like, what? It's like what? It's the dumbest um, thing ever.
0: But the way this lady acts is she acts like she's never met Bailey before. So right. we as the listener already kind of understand what's going on, but Bailey obviously has no idea. Um
1: Yeah, which I mean makes sense. You wouldn't really I would you would have no idea what's going on. And the only reason right. I even kinda of knew is because I figured this had like something to do with it's a wonderful life, how that played out.
0: I agree. And I think if it had been named something different, I might have been like, <laughs> wait, what is going on now? Like, but yeah, it kind of I feel, play, I feel like if it of, was named something
1: different, the story would make a lot less sense.
0: Well, maybe. Um, so basically, she kind of goes through town and has this same like interaction with a bunch of people like that. Uh, nobody knows who she
1: is like n- at all.
0: Uh, she and ends up going. The town is like, pretty
1: much overall much worse.
0: Yeah, the whole town is pretty much kind of run down. So she ends up going, like, uh, to her house and finds out that her former, like, her husband is, like, married to her sister, which I thought was so weird. Like, it didn't make any sense. Um, right. But she's and
1: more then worried she, about, like, her sister's kids, right? Her. It, it's her, it her brother. It, it's, it's her. It's her her husband's brother's kids. Yeah, correct. Yeah, like her, her husband's grandma. brother's kids. Yeah, which
0: in the beginning we find out she kind of looks after them because her, her brother-in-law is a piece of shit. Like, like I said, like most people who surround her apparently in this story. Um, but it,
1: it's kind of like sidewise, like barely mentioned a little bit. It's like I don't know. I feel like it wasn't. I didn't get the vibe that she was like their mother, basically.
0: Correct. I agree. Uh, we find out that in this kind of timeline, the kids live at a foster home. She goes to this foster house and like foster parents are mistreating the kids, apparently like beating them and, and making them well, stay outside out, in the cold
1: all day. Yeah. They're outside on like a freaking 20 degree day.
0: Yeah. She specifically says 20 degrees. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause I'm pretty sure if you stayed outside that long in 20 degrees, you might die. Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, so then she ends up uh, basically kind of by the end of this little jaunt that she goes through. She kind of has this realization that maybe her life wasn't uh, as bad as she was, pain- was, you know, making it out to be in the beginning of the story. Uh, so. Yeah, doesn't she end up like. I don't even remember how she gets back to where she was on the couch. She says
1: some phrase, and I can't remember it because it's not really noteworthy and made no sense to me. <laughs> I feel like she was just saying something pretty normal. I can't remember what it yeah,
0: was. I can't either. But yeah, some somehow she ends up back on the couch, but it's like the next morning. And so she's like super hungover because she's back now like in the real in the reality. Um, so basically she had like this revelation of what? What life would have been like for everybody else if she hadn't been born um and yeah we apparently life is like great because she exists is kind of what we're led to believe so
1: well at least for the town it's a little better right
0: yeah but it sucks for her sister because now her sister's not a doctor she's a freaking she's kind of like a oh yeah that's that's true her sister, her adult sister literally says stranger danger when she comes in the house. Like, I'm yeah, like, oh, so her really sister weird. is like, yeah, like,
1: that part was weird. I <laughs> um, didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. I, at first I was like, wait, so what happened to her sister? Like, because ne- she was she was I a took doctor. That like they
1: were, I thought they were like messed up on drugs. And that's very possible that that's
0: exactly, you're probably right. Um, I think you're actually exactly right, so... Um, yeah, so either way, she, uh, she wakes up and then she finds out that the dude, right, that the, oh, yeah, because she meets the dude, uh, the, whose house she's at in the, the alternative timeline and finds out that he, uh, he moved to California to start, like, a distillery, um, well, come to find out in reality that's true, and he moved back to the town because he wanted to make a deal with her cannery. To put right, his but All of
1: this that you just explained is said in less words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> but it, it, it felt so convenient. She's like, man, frick, the cannery's screwed. And he's like, actually, I'm gonna make it a distillery. It's like, what? Yeah. Where did that I come mean... from?
0: <laughs> yeah. I I agree. <laughs> And we also come to find out, so like, basically, long story short, uh, to sum it up, she ends up going to her husband and saying, hey, you need to give me the $200,000 loan out of your savings because I have to pay back all my employees. I have to pay all my employees. And then that's when uh, that dude's like, yeah, and I'm going to open up my distillery and part of your cannery and pay you a bunch of money. Um, so... It, it like puts like the perfect, perfectly wrapped little bow on top because she also leaves her husband and like immediately starts seeing this other this other dude. So which
1: he says, I've been in love with you for years and she yeah. ba- doesn't even remember this guy.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, because that's some like <laughs> freaking fedora neckbeard kind of stuff. We really will understand and, it. It feel like it makes no sense.
0: Well, yeah, because we find out that really, like, the one interaction that he had with her in school is her husband and his buddies were picking on this guy, and she told them to leave him alone, and this guy remembered that, like, his whole life. It's, like, 20 years later, mind you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're, like, in their 40s.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah, it really does have, like, a very, like... Super like, who duper is this guy? I,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> to me, you could easily flip this into like a great horror story where she's like, "Yeah, Dude, he's that's been what so nice." It's, it's
1: like, great. <laughs> it's like, how how is this Mister Convenient just happens to show up and save the day perfectly? Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. it too, definitely could be a horror story. Oh, I'm making a distillery where he's just cutting people up. <laughs> yeah, or he like.
0: Archie, shh, stop it. Um, he, uh, hang on. You just, you're fine. Say something, hang on.
1: I mean, I don't know. I just want to be really, uh, I, I can't, I'm, I'm really surprised. I know Ryan can't, I probably can't hear me, but I'm really surprised that Ryan enjoyed this story. Like, I don't know. I guess this is part of the stuff I don't like about Christmas stories that it just has to be so neat and so tidy and everything at the end of the day has to be okay. Cause it like set up this like devastating beginning of like, everything is going wrong for poor Bailey and you like feel for her. And I, I remember when she came back, I was like, man, she's still kind of, she owes them like all that money. And like her husband was cheating on her, but like everything ended up being okay anyway. So <clears throat> like the fact of raising the stakes, like it did at the beginning, didn't mean anything.
0: Right. Yeah. it Like I said, it's almost too perfect of a bow at the end to, to tie it all back together
1: yeah yeah and that's and that's like my main issue with this it's like yeah like if i i can see the appeal of this book if like if you're not if you feel like your life's in a really bad place and you like want to listen to something that will make you happy at the end of the day i get that but i feel like the the plot kind of suffers for that and i i kind of wish it was longer because i feel like there wasn't really a lot of character development
0: <clears throat> like well, we, we get to know Bailey I mean, a
1: little bit but we like we don't get to know anything about like her husband really other than what she thinks about him
0: right and, which like, apparently he is just a huge piece of shit
1: r- r- right and so I, I don't understand why she's like so devastated that he was cheating on her then like I don't know it's just <sighs> like if everything's gonna go wrong but you can fix it in a couple hours like why did every, why did everything have to go wrong
0: yeah, and I mean it's a it's a pretty short book. So to be fair, I mean it's it it has to kind of take you from beginning to end in a very short amount of time. This could have been stretched out, but it almost follows the same beats as the movie because I think the movie is about the exact same amount of time. So
1: I think the movie might be a little longer,
0: right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. But it's the movie actually talks perfect, about
1: but, like they 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 talk about like why he's getting like taken back and shown like why, when he like, what would happen if he wasn't around and that doesn't right. like, it doesn't get explained at all in the book. It doesn't even bring it up. Really. It's like, Oh yeah, that, that happened, I guess. But so, was it like a dream? Like what? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'd like to see a horror story part of the second, you know, a second book. That's the horror story side of it where she, the guy she fell in love with now after it's this. It's called a wonderful she, knife? Yeah! See? It's a wonderful knife. And that's because uh, she goes to like this guy's house and finds out he's just been like... He knows who she is because for the past 20 years, he's just been stalking her this whole time, like, waiting for his moment well, to...
1: It would be even creepier if in. he wasn't who he said he was. Because he got plastic surgery, he says, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, see, that'd be, uh, there you go. And we find out that she only had her weird, like, trip back in time because he drugged her that night. Then yeah, he gave her, like, a bunch her. of
1: ayahuasca or something. <laughs> <laughs> see? <laughs> Shit, she has a right to sell. Like. Yes, yeah, and then he sets up his pretty freaking good story you know, That would make a lot of sense why, like, <laughs> the plot holes make no sense. Because she didn't actually know what was going on.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, because she was freaking just tripping out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we uh, take everybody's Christmas spirit away, I guess we could go ahead and wrap this one up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a bit of a grinch on this one. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I said, I think if for a quick little short kind of feel good wrap up at the end, I thought it was all right.
1: So. Yeah. You can't really listen to it with your kids, I guess. Never mind. I was going to say you could, but you can't.
0: Uh, nah, probably not um so with that uh this will probably be our last episode of the year most likely i mean i, I, I we might be able to get another one out maybe before the end of the year um
1: we'll we can just kind sure of abraham it. try we we can sure as abraham try
0: um yeah uh and with that if anybody wants to send us some kind of year-end wrap-up stuff we'd love to hear it uh pod at gmail.com. CAS can uh, email us about anything and everything you want, and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, you can tell us Merry Christmas. You can tell us to go kill ourselves, whatever you want.
0: <laughs> whatever you feel like. Yeah, whatever you feel So, like. yeah, uh, with that, we hope to catch everybody in the next one.